a lot of the time people don't realize that it's psychotherapy. Um, you know, the, a lot of the time people think about the coloring books. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Health Careers with Dr. Martin, a podcast show that pulls back the curtain on what a career in health and wellness is really like. I'm your host, Dr. Richard Martin. Hey everybody, welcome. Thanks for joining me. Really glad you're here. So in today's episode, we're going to talk with another wonderful guest who really loves her job and and you can see also has a profound impact on the patients she's serving. So in this profession, you get to use art without having to be an artist. Uh, You get to work in different spaces. In other words, it's not the same space unless you want it to be. And also, it's almost like going back to school, but all for the best reasons. She feels like she's learning almost every day something new about her craft and her patients. So that's really awesome. It doesn't get mundane. So if you're interested in listening, we're going to learn about being an art therapist. And I'm talking today with Vicky Lenane. She is an art therapist in Ireland. So for me, that was pretty awesome to connect with someone across the pond, if you will. And um, we're going to learn how she's really having an impact in other people's lives and how this profession can be really helpful to a lot of people, both young and old. So before we jump into this episode, if you like it, or better yet, if you love this episode and other episodes, please smash that like button on your podcast app. Better yet, leave a wonderful comment in the comment section. It really helps bring attention and awareness to this podcast to other people that are interested in this kind of content and and information. So help me out there. And otherwise, let's jump into this episode. Well, thanks for joining me, Vicky. Really glad you're here. Thank you very much, Richard. Oh, it's such a pleasure to be here. From Ireland. Yeah. That's where Vicky is uh, to the listeners. So this is Vicky Lenane. She is my guest today. So ha- glad you're here. Uh, won't we just jump into it, Vicky? Okay. So can you please give us a quick bio of yourself? Yeah. Okay. So my name is Vicky Lenane. I'm based in Maynooth, which is a small little village in Kildare in Ireland. And yeah, I'm an art therapist. I'm working privately since 2019 um, as an art therapist. Before that, I would have worked in um, nursing homes. I would have worked in psychiatric hospitals um, and schools. Uh, so going out on my own has been really fun. Um, I I qualified in 2015 as an art therapist. I have a master's level. Before that, I would have got a postgraduate diploma. And before that, I would have got a general arts degree. Um, So it's been a nice, broad kind of way of getting into art therapy. Um, But yeah, I've been pretty much traveling around Ireland as an art therapist between four different counties um, as a private practitioner. And this year I have found the most perfect space, So Worth Projects. It's on a farm and I love it. So it's nice to include nature. Yeah, so I include nature into the work. Yeah, it's really lovely. As an art therapist, let's go through some quick questions, as I mentioned before we recorded. What do you do? How does an art therapist help people in the healthcare field? 
So art therapy is a form of psychotherapy for anyone who doesn't know. Um, and I suppose the primary mode of communication then as an art therapist would be art. So yes, you can sit and talk with me, of course, but we use the art as well to express ourselves in the space. So as an art therapist, I create a space that is confidential and safe and we explore feelings mm-hmm. and any issues that are happening for you. We'll dive into that a little bit more in detail. But uh, what are the usual steps to achieve your degree starting from secondary school? Okay, so um, I suppose for me, it was a bit longer. But generally speaking, for someone who goes into this area, they might want to go down a healthcare profession. So they might want to be a nurse first. They want to might they, they they might want to be a teacher first. So it really depends on the individual. Uh, for me, I just took a general arts degree, and one of the subjects I chose was psychoanalysis, and that really was an introduction to me to that kind of therapy world. And um, some people go down psychotherapy way, and then include the art. And then there are some people that start out as artists and come into the root of art therapy. So it's very broad. I see. So you actually have people that come from different um, degrees, whether it's nursing, a general arts degree like yourself, a psychotherapy degree or psychology degree. And then uh, what happens after that degree? Do they go into graduate school to become an art therapist? Yeah. So um, because it's a master's level, they have to meet certain criteria. So for me, I had to be in personal therapy and show and prove that I had been engaging in therapy myself. And then also I had to have um, an art portfolio to show that I engage with art processes. And I had to have Wait, some voluntary You had to be in experience. therapy yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's definitely a help. You know, I'm, I'm sure there's some people that have right. got in without it. But it definitely was a help. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that they required you to actually receive therapy yourself to be as a prerequisite to get to enter the master's program. Mm, it definitely helps that you've already looked in every nook and cranny of yourself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. What is the best part of being an art therapist? Well, for me at the moment, I have mostly got children that I'm working with. So I just get to play all day, uh, which is really fun. Um, So I love being around children and I'm I'm really lucky that I get to do that and love the job that I'm doing. But also before I did work with just adults in a psychiatric hospital and that was great too. Um, So there's a lot of variety to the work. And I suppose that's probably the best thing is just how various I suppose everything can be you can be working with adults one day and then you can be working with older adults and then you can be working with four-year-olds so I think that's wonderful and your least favorite part of the career I think I'd have to say there's a lot of uh, overheads so there's going to be a lot of rent uh, that you have to negotiate a lot of insurance and then you have to be registered with an association for ethics and moral like reasons, I suppose they have to make sure that you're doing everything good, you know, and buy the book. Um, And and a lot of the time that costs money too. So a lot of membership fees. So I suppose the overheads would be the the pain, you know, it's a bit annoying to have many overheads. Required expenses. Yeah. And you have to be in personal therapy and in supervision consistently. So that's another expense too. What are three highlights about your profession that people should know? Um, for me, I suppose it would be that, you know, I, I, I guess every day is a, is a school day for me because every day I learn something new from an individual. <laughs> okay. So, you know, you may think you know everything about your job and yeah. then you go in and then somebody yeah. just 
does something and you're like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. So every day is a different day. You're not going to get two the same. Um, I get to use art every day um, and and explore different materials. So I constantly push that limit as well. So like Got it. changing different materials. And then the space itself, you can change the space. You can move around. You don't have to be in the same place all the time because you are your job. So what you mean is you could be in a bedroom at someone's house. You could be in an auditorium. You could be yeah. at a school. Yeah. And like, is that what you mean? Like you can do corporate stuff like Facebook and Google. I've done like a lot of um, corporate gigs like that. So, you know, going in and doing team wellness uh, workshops, you know, there's a lot of scope with this career. Yeah. Vicky, well, thank you. That's those, those questions hopefully provide some uh, quick overview of your profession. So Mm -hmm. that's the intent of that. So I want to really dive into what is your typical day like? start to finish. Now, I know, as you mentioned, every day is a little different, but just to give a sense of flavor to someone that has no idea what it is to be in art therapy. Like, for example, I didn't really know much about this profession until we talked the first time. And so if you could just give a a sense of what a typical day is like for you working in, in this field. Yeah, I have a bit of like a ritual, I suppose, when I get into the space, I always light a candle and I get myself comfortable in the space. And that's that's what I do. I, I like to have, to have like little rituals. And then I make sure that everything's clean because obviously with COVID, I have to make sure everything's sterilized and clean. Um, so mm. that would be my first thing that I would do. Then after that, I just decide on like what I'm going to do with each individual. And that might be put aside when they come because I do go with the client. Um, But I might have something in my back pocket that I might just use if they don't know what to do that day. So, yeah, I have the art materials, making sure that everything like that is ready. And I have sand tray that I use as well, making sure there's nothing in the sand tray. (laughs) Um, And just making sure that the space. I'm sorry, what tray? A sand tray. What is that? So, uh, oh, sand? Yeah. So sand tray is, is, a, is a form of therapy as well. And it's, um, you know, particular size wooden tray. Um, and it has blue on the inside. And it's, it's to create an, a small world and that you can engage with figures. And yeah, it's really, it's like a dreamscape. It's really amazing what it can do. So you have to bring all the materials with you because you are working as a private practitioner and you have to bring every, all the materials with you at each of these spaces. So what are the typical materials are you usually bringing, if you don't mind, without going to heavy, heavy detail? So initially when I started out, I had to bring everything with me. And I had one of those shopping trolleys with wheels, you know, the little uh, kind yeah. of canvas bags and a picnic basket or sometimes yeah. a suitcase and it would be stuffed full of things. But now because I've actually found a space that I love and I rent that room, I leave everything there. So I just come in and just bring okay. me, just bring myself, you know, so every day is is, okay. is the same in that way. But before, absolutely, when I was, um, you know, doing my work experience, then I would have definitely been looking around things. I would have bring like all the art materials. So that would have be maybe paper, paint, some clay, lots of, I suppose, a, a variety of sensory things. So if I was working with someone who's on yeah. the, the autist- autistic spectrum, I might have to bring some sensory things. So I might have to bring some rice and lentils or some fidget toys or mm. something maybe that has a bit of weight on it for them uh, because you have to kind of cater for each individual. So there's a lot to bring. 
Um, but right now I have a place, a permanent place. Great. So they come there, you meet them there. And what is a typical session like when you're with them? What, how does it unfold? Okay, there's three parts to a a typical session. Um, Overall, the sessions are 50 minutes long. um, And that's just the 10 minutes afterwards gives me time to clean up and write clinical notes. Um, During the session, we have the beginning, the middle and the end. The beginning is usually the same and the end is usually the same. So each week, you kind of know the beginning and the end are going to be pretty similar. And the middle part is the ambiguous part like you you just have no idea what's going to happen and that's where the creative part comes in so you know you you might be engaging in art materials or you might be at the sand tray but every middle of the session is going to be very different depending on yourself and what you're bringing up that day you know we could be just sitting and chatting that day you know it could be very much that yeah but the beginning for me I always start the same so it would be just a checking in like how are you doing today um and it might include some kind of icebreaker uh, exercise so that might be um a quick game if it's with a kid um or it might involve just um I suppose like a, a mindful grounding exercise just to bring you back into the space okay. if, if it was an adult yeah so it can again be different at the start but you kind of know yourself with each individual what you're going to be doing at the beginning and the end of a session how many patients do you usually see a day six would be the most um my preference i suppose would be four because depending on who you're seeing the work can be pretty heavy you know the work can be Mm. hard going you know depending on what kind of client you're seeing and so four would be the ideal um because that's four hours of working with individuals and then sometimes you might have a group as well during the last year I haven't had groups uh, only online I've been having groups but uh I suppose right now the most I have is six and that's a pretty full-on day I would have three in the morning and then I'd have like a good hour and a half lunch and then I'd have three in the afternoon yeah Got it. So mm-hmm. you actually can work with individuals and groups. Yes. And and obviously there's different goals for each of those. How does someone get referred to an art therapist? Because it sounds like you're a therapist, but you mm-hmm. have this unique niche component of art therapy to add to that, you know, psychotherapy. So how mm-hmm. does someone get referred to an art therapist? What's the how does that referral usually take place? Most of the time, it can be a suggestion by another colleague to them. So let's say they are going through a tough time and they might go to a center. Uh, That might be uh, a center for wellness or it could be a general practitioner. Or in some cases, it could actually be an occupational therapist as well. Someone like that might suggest, oh, you know, what would suit you uh, would be an art therapist. Alternatively, you can just look me up you know you can just look up in the area art therapy and you'll find me and you can just self-referral but most of the time right now it's it's through certain centers so um I do one day in a psychotherapy center and I would get a lot of referrals in there um you know there's a long waiting list there at the moment and 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 I suppose they'd be the the main protocol for, for for referrals would be like a psychotherapy center yeah why would someone refer someone to you versus mm-hmm. a general therapist? What are the benefits? Sometimes 
like I can give a few different examples of why. Um, one might be, let's say, a child who's particularly anxious and every day they can't get to the school gates without having an anxiety or panic attack and they get into floods of tears and they Mm -hmm. don't actually know what's going on and they can't express themselves they don't have the words so you know they don't have that awareness so that might be a case where art or play or dance or music you know these expressive arts therapies they can really help those kind of people find a way to express themselves so they make some outer sense of their inner self then in that way um but you know as an adult a lot of the time people have tried maybe other forms of therapy and it just didn't work for them it just didn't fit for them they got too anxious in the talking part or maybe it's a body trauma maybe there's some kind of PTSD there and talking about it is actually too triggering so it gives you that distance, an extra bit of distance as well. Um, but also, you know, there's just, I suppose, there's not one shoe fits all. You know, everybody, you know, has different ways of working. Um, so I think, you know, at the moment, a lot of the adults that see me, they they just need that extra bit of help and encouragement to to figure out what's going on for them. They're kind of stuck and they don't know what to do. So this actually stops the stuckness. You know, there's like a creative flow that happens. Hmm. Can you share a story of a patient that you took care of that you kind of helped get them unstuck? Yeah, yeah. I suppose if I was to stick with an adult, um, there's been a few, you know, that I, I have seen for a couple of months. And maybe it's a case of, They've been in therapy for many years, going from different types of therapy. Um, This one particular person, I suppose, was was kind of finding that they didn't click well with personalities. So a certain personality, maybe they just weren't feeling safe with them and they just clicked with me. And it is really a lot to do with the person that you're with as well. So you can build up trust. So for for this particular uh, client and I, we really got on and kind of hit it off straight away and that encouraged them to feel quite safe and they like you know divulged in quite a lot of things like in the in the first six sessions and my reaction of not really being shocked in any way but more just empathetic and just there and present with them with whatever they were bringing up meant that they felt safe and heard for the first time, even though they've been 20 years, you know, or so between different therapists. Mm. And and I think it is that like a lot of the time it is personality. Wow. But the art definitely shook something as well. You know, yeah, it got them in touch with a deeper level of themselves that they didn't actually allow themselves to get in touch with. Yeah, I I can't really explain it. Like the unconscious is a very broad thing, but it's like getting in touch with dreams or something. It's very different space. Um, But once you can externalize it, you can make sense of it then, you know. What are some misconceptions that people have about your profession? A lot of the time people don't realize that it's psychotherapy. Um, You know, a lot of the time people think about the coloring books. They're like, oh, the art therapy coloring books. So it's something like that. I'm Mm. like, they have a place in the world. They're really good for like distressing and being mindful and present and like, you know, sitting still for a while. Uh, But, you know, what I do is very different. You know, I help 
people make sense of themselves and and I suppose you know stretch yeah. things out a little bit and look at a different perspective and I suppose bring on emotional intelligence and yeah it's it's very different you know and um, but people definitely have that misconception that it's just like a bit hippy dippy <laughs> you know <laughs> but it's you know it's, it's but it's, it's a real understood uh, profession and there's a lot of research in it oh there's so much with neuroscience and like the brain and yeah it's unbelievable the amount of um research that promotes it and uh yeah the neuroscience that really instills it yeah the, even polyvagal theory and things like that like it's so supported by a lot of different theories right now yeah it's it's yeah so it's very valid yeah awesome yeah <laughs> Vicky, how would you describe your work-life balance? It's pretty good. As a self-employed practitioner, it's pretty good. Um, I get to decide when uh, I, yeah. I work. So right now I have my Sundays and my Mondays off. I choose to work Saturdays because they're the busiest day. You kind of have to be flexible for people's lifestyles. So, you uh, know, okay. children, you know, they're in school nine to four um, and, and they're too tired a lot of the time during the week. Um, I do see some adolescence in the afternoon after school but you know Saturday morning is definitely a time for like seven up to 11 year olds they uh they engage a little bit more on a Saturday um but yeah my my work to life is pretty good it's very balanced do you have to be an artist to be an art therapist no um you don't because I never really did any training for me it was like I love doodling and I love um having a space to just be creative <laughs> you know um I, I I suppose for myself yeah. my creative outlet would be maybe dance singing or a bit of drama and then the art for me is is just that play space it's uh, yeah. yeah so you don't need to be an artist absolutely you have you don't need to have any experience at all yeah it's like it's very sensory so anybody can just pick up a crayon and you can use both hands and just go to town and on a piece of paper you know there doesn't have to be any beautiful picture at the end that's what is so different about our therapy it's about the process the doing yeah more than the finished product looking at the profession vicky what do you think the future outlook is like for art therapists in Ireland, it's probably going to be a bit different than in the United States. But um, in Ireland at the moment, we are still, yeah, we're still fighting for for professional re uh, recognition and registration. Um, but I know from another uh, friend of mine, a colleague of mine in Miami, Florida, that it's the same that, you know, you can find some states in America, like California, you can be fully registered with the American um our therapy alliance um but a lot of different places it varies so for me as an art therapist i hope that in the future it will just be a normal everyday way of of being well um and that you can just be like just like you would go to a hygienist or an orthodontist that you could be just like oh i'm going to my art therapist um or a yoga teacher it's you know it's all the same it's just about keeping yourself well so mental hygiene what type of students do you think best flourish in this career, Vicky? I think anyone with life experience, and that might be your background, and 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 it could be just something that you you went through, and that you were resilient enough to come through it. So I think anybody can really do this career. To get into the college, like let's say to do the masters, 
someone who does psychotherapy already would definitely flourish. Somebody who's already keeping a visual journal or a diary or just doodling uh, is already finding that useful. Um, you know, whether it's just a way for them to self-soothe and regulate, then they're going to flourish in this because they already use it themselves. All right. So let's change gears a little bit and talk a little bit about, about Vicky Lenane. Uh, <laughs> when did this career come on your radar for you? I was doing work experience on a radio show. Uh, funny enough, it would have been 2008. And I would have been, oh, half- okay. yeah. I would have been halfway through my uh, degree and it's just a general arts degree. So I would have done psychoanalysis, philosophy and media studies. Um, And yeah, I decided to do some time on a radio show. And one of the hosts was telling me about, oh, did you ever hear about play therapy? Um, So we got talking about that and I picked up a book called Dibs in Search of Self and read the book and I fell in love with the idea. And yeah, the career guidance counselor tried to talk me out of it. (laughs) Uh, I went to her and and she was like, oh, I don't think. (laughs) Why? I don't think there's a career out there in that um, kind of thing, because I suppose she had never heard of anyone doing it um, herself. But I did the homework myself. And in Ireland now, there's a lot of creative arts therapists. There's probably about 400 of us working in the state of Ireland. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's quite a lot. So it's developed a lot since even 2008 when I heard of it first. What other careers were you thinking about doing? I wanted to be a primary school teacher. Um, I wanted to work in either, you know, my local school. I had an idea that I would get a job there one day. Um, And I even went down the, the road of doing Montessori and I did the entrance exam for that and got in and then turned it down. Yeah, I kind of... I knew I wanted to be facilitating change in some way. So that was my aim is just to go into that kind of area. Reflecting back, would you have done anything differently? Differently? Um, I might have read a little bit more in college. (laughs) I think I didn't read enough in college. Um, I'm I'm reading the most beautiful books at the moment and I find every week I'm buying at least three books. Um, and I think at the time, you know, when you're in college, you're still young and you want to go out after college. You don't want to stay in and read. So I kind of regret not reading enough during those times. But the experiential part, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the work experience part was was actually such good learning. So you know, I, I encourage anyone yeah. to do to do more than they can. So for me, in the work experience, we were only told to do three work placements, but I did four. I, I really threw myself into that area and I found that really helpful. So I wouldn't change that kind of side of things. I would just be like open to reading more. All right. So Vicky, let's kind of jump into these rapid fire questions that I have for you. Are you ready? Yeah, okay, give it a go. <laughs> Who's your favorite artist? Uh, Frida Kahlo or Georgia O'Keeffe. All right. Your least favorite holiday? Easter. <laughs> I got to say, I got to ask why. Why is that? Um, I love chocolate, but I hate the idea of like people being pushed into chocolate. <laughs> 
That's the reason? I'm going to stick with that as my reason. Yeah, I think if I think too much about okay. it. <laughs> What's your ideal outside temperature? For me, 24 degrees Celsius is perfect. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, though. <laughs> okay, I I have no idea what that is in Fahrenheit. We'll just take it and answer as you see it. Um, what's a meal you could eat and only eat for seven days straight? It would have to be Greek. Um, so halloumi, hummus, falafel, something like that. Wow. You love Greek food, huh? Mm-hmm. I really do, yeah. <laughs> Are there a lot of Greek restaurants, by the way, in Ireland? There's two. <laughs> That's it. Two in <laughs> all of it. Ireland. Yeah, just two. Speaking of food, what did you eat for breakfast today? I had porridge and a bagel with peanut butter, banana, and honey. Sounds very healthy. If you could only keep three possessions, what would they be, Vicky? I think something to play music on. So maybe a record player or even my Alexa. Uh, so definitely music. Um, my wedding ring. And I think something like art materials wise. So maybe maybe like a watercolor set and some paper. All right. Awesome. All right. What is one thing that you do that people marvel at? I do playback theater, which is a form of improv theater. Uh, And I started just, I think, maybe a year and a half ago. And people do marvel at that idea. What? You just, you do improv? I'm like, I love it. It's so good. So playback theater. Yeah. People marvel at that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a video of yourself online that people can check out? (laughs) Uh, Actually, no, I don't. Um, they'll have to just come to the show so full circle uh, playback theater group and you can come on because we do zoom performances all the time so yeah come and check us out <laughs> all right awesome well thank you very much that's my quick uh, rapid fire questions thanks for sharing but since we're talking about what you're doing where can people find out more about you vicky and what you're doing if they want to get a hold of you and learn learn more about you yeah that'd be great so my website is enricharttherapy.com uh, and you can find out anything and everything about me on that website. Um, also, I have a podcast. It's the Embrace Therapy podcast. Um, you can get that on Acast or Spotify or Apple Podcast, anywhere, even YouTube. Um, so Embrace Therapy podcast. Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and it's Enrich Art Therapy. So are you on any other social media or just Facebook? Instagram would would be the main one that I'm on. So Instagram is Enrich Art Therapy. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm everywhere. You are everywhere. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, Vicky, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. This has been awesome and insightful and wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Because I suppose as an art therapist, it's just a pleasure to be be on a a healthcare professional uh, podcast. So thank you for having me. All right, everybody, that's our show today. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about today's guests or other past guests, just check out my website, healthcareerswithdrmar.com or hcwithdrmar.com. Of course, if you like what you heard on this podcast, then please go to my website, add your name and email to my email list. That way you can get the latest announcements and news as they arise. 
can also find me on Instagram at drrichardmarn. That's Dr. Richard Marn. Thank you so much for listening and catch you on the next episode.